What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Bitcoin! Thank you everyone again for tuning in. I'm Arielle. I run all of our brand and storytelling at Ledger. Yoon, thank you for being with us here at Ledger Open. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been in Paris on this trip and something about Ledger Open that stood out to you? Uh, so I usually come to Paris for Fashion Week. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so used to just coming and meeting all the fashion industry yeah. people because that's the industry I come from. Right. So it was really refreshing to just kind of meet uh, people from like this space also but I know a lot of people are coming in from different industries yeah. so just to be in the city with the different crowd was really refreshing. Did it feel like a different Paris to you? Yeah yeah because you know things we're talking about is not what I usually talk about during fashion week so um, in a way, it's interesting hearing their perspective. Also, it's fun sharing my perspective on what could be done better, what I disagree with, I agree with. So having this open conversation with the different people was, it was fun. Can you, I would love to hear actually what you think could be done better in the space. You know, Web3 space is heavy on Twitter, right? More than Instagram, whereas like fashion has been more heavier on the Instagram because it's a visual medium. Um, so when I'm on Twitter and when I check out a lot of information on what's going on and everything, uh, there's a lot of like, it's personal point of POV, so it's just my perspective and my, my opinion on it doesn't mean like it's a Bible. It, I feel like there's a lot of weird, uh, like toxic positivity, like they try to be all like good and happy about it, but the reality is that when the industry come and it when it's like building stage there's a lot of chaos and and you know we all, we don't know what's right to wrong but during that time what's important is as much as everyone trying to build something together and bring something new to the table i think honest criticism is also very necessary so we set the standard to see what is a good and what is not so we don't repeat the same thing cuz a lot of times you know when you just kind of say this like oh it's all right it's good I don't think it really helps anybody. So that's one thing that I've noticed that that I don't, you know, from fashion person coming into this space and just witnessing on a Twitter space is that I find that kind of, kind of like weird. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's interesting because you're, I mean, I, I don't want to misdescribe you, but you know, you're, you come from fashion, but you're an artist, you're a creator as well. And so you are used to having to iterate, right? Like being an oh, totally. artist means you're yeah. thick-skinned and you're very good at self-criticism yeah. for excellence. Yeah. And I think something that's new about this space is everyone is sort of supportive in a bubble versus thinking maybe about like, well, what does it mean to bring it outside of this world and how do I continue to push myself? But also to something you said to me earlier, which is I don't speak for everyone, right? And so there's like a collective consciousness that sometimes I think pulls against the diaspora of like, a no, actually, it's about scarcity. It's about many different perspectives coming together and finding a new medium yeah. to collaborate with. Can you tell people who maybe aren't as familiar that are listening some of the, I know you recently did a collaboration with Reese's, yeah. which I love because I'm a Midwest kid that ate Reese's Puffs all the time. But can you talk about that a little bit and the process to bring it to life? Uh, so when the Reese's uh, approached me to do cereal collab, and obviously first kick up is about like cereal box design, but you know, 
the way I look at all the collaboration, I look at it as a medium, a platform to tell a different story to a different product. And this time it happened to be a serial. So it got me thinking, as Ambush as a brand, we are uh, already in the space of metaverse. And this medium, which is quite interesting because you know you talked about scarcity, limit, like limited edition, yeah. one of one. No, like we're talking about cereal that can hit the, the masses. Masses, yeah. supermarkets, affordable price. Right. So it doesn't have to be a certain income bracket. It's just for everyone. So I was like, what a wonderful medium that I can use to kind of bring people on board with you know. Uh, like a digital fantasy, which it, to me is a metaverse because that's the medium that I'm quite fascinated and I'm interested in. So I really pursued the General Mills and everyone to, you know, beyond the cereal box, beyond the limited edition, the back cereal bowl that we made. We need to provide like a space where everyone can kind of connect together and have fun with. And it could even be a family conversation. It could be a friends gathering. Uh, location, or you know what I mean, or you can be self-entertained while you consume the cereal by yourself. So it, it was just fun that I was able to push them, and they were totally on board with this idea and trying something new. Maybe it could be the future of breakfast. Meaning, you know, not everybody sit around the table eats breakfast together now anymore. So it's just kind of like pursuing this idea, and also kind of like bringing an uh, entry point for people who are not familiar with this space to kind of like providing it for them to me I feel like it was like very fulfilling. But I love as an artist that you went into a new discipline and yeah. said I'm actually going to take a medium that is well known but completely reinvent what it could be for to your point and, I, and like if you think about cereal boxes the back of the box used to be like an education maze or something that if you were by yourself and you were looking at it there was a point of learning. And so you're taking, you know, what I would say is a very um, sought after artistry and brand and saying actually any kid, any person should have the ability to absorb this and find joy in it. Do you, where, how do you kind of approach projects in, in this space in terms of, you know, obviously you've done so much in fashion and streetwear and you've done your own collection. Now that you've done this sort of like, uh, how, would you even describe it as like food, like the category for food? Yeah. Food, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's another food that we did in the summertime. So I did a collaboration with Starbucks Japan. And uh, there's a roastery in this part of the town where I think they, another one they have is in Milan. Um, yeah. It's a full building. Yeah. You know what it is. Like they have the, the artisanal coffee and the tea and then the, above they have that like a, yeah. So I did actually, I didn't want to do regular coffee. So I did a tequila coffee collab cocktail. But how we, what I connected to Web3 was we did a pull-up. So when the holders had, like, certain holders of a certain power color was able to, or, you know, the Tokyo holders can come, be part of this opening, you know, yeah. like a press day, and they can all free drinks and enjoy the moment together, and they can collect those things. So, you know, we were just trying to, it's a very entry level, very elementary, like, you know, understanding and what we can do with the Web3 technology. Right. but. I think it's very necessary to bring people into it without intimidation, right? So I, I, for me, uh, what, and not just me, but like, you know, as a team and ambush, what we're always thinking is like, how do we do something in a less threatening and, and kind of repelling way? Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. It feels to me like you are thinking about the, the best 
the most positive aspect of the inspiration versus the maybe set community that it reaches? Have you ever felt limited by your audience? Or are you no. always just thinking about the project? I always think about the project. Yeah. It's because I think um, what's different about well, it's totally different, right? I think a lot of the NFT projects start off with the NFT. It could be PFP or whatever, you know? So that's the first thing they started off. And what the, the system they built is to kind of bring the value onto what they already exists. Whereas like, I'm from fashion. You know, how many things we have to churn out every few months and move on to it? Like every season we go through like, you know, 400 SKU on top of the, you know, collaboration items. This is just one season, meaning half a year. So double that. I'm used to just putting things out and having to create something new all the time. So like going back to your question, like I don't I don't really like I can't sit there and just worry about one little thing. So I have to keep moving at it. But while we move at it, I will also think like, okay, how do we do something in a way to kind of bring uh, enjoyment to people, how they can consume things in a different way. And that's another thing that I got attracted to Web3 was that instead of the same format of like another fashion show or another this, another, you know. Yeah, but you're also, it's giving a good lesson to newer creators in this space because you're saying like, don't sweat the instant gratification that you feel like you need to give to people who have adorned to your community. What is the long-term vision for your brand? And something I was talking about with people earlier on the enterprise panel was actually the blockchain makes it immutable. So you're making a brand choice for now that's for forever, but that's actually freeing because you don't have to be so tied to the like outcome. One thing for sure, when you just strip down everything to bear like like element of building, right? Web3 yeah, uses the right. building a building lot. Building a lot, yeah. Uh, you, it's not about when, it's about where, where you're going. So no matter what business you build, you have to be very clear on where you want to go with what you're delivering. NFT is just another form of product you're delivering, right? It could be water, it could be chair, anything. So be first very clear on where you want to go with it and there comes the software which is a crypto and other things around it how you can kind of like you want to program that to amplify what you're bringing and go for it there's no right or wrong way i think that's the beauty of it but at the same time i do understand that a lot of new creators coming onto this space are just kind of looking at the same similar format of executing that right so go study you know Pull yourself out. I think get off Twitter, actually learn about other businesses and really learn. It could be from any industries and get inspired and have a long-term vision. I'm not just talking about year roadmap. I'm like literally what you want to do with it. Yeah. And another thing is, I think another thing really important for creator is um, like if you make a mistake, it's okay. Right. Move on. That's make life. a new something new. And so don't have the imposter syndrome, don't think like, you know, this is the end of it. I think that's the beauty of like doing and creating is that we learn something new. If I, if, I mean, I, I don't come from tech, I don't come from finance, any of that, but Web3, what got me interested in that space was COVID. The fact that I couldn't make things. Right. How am I supposed to deliver? How do I connect with customers again? Because it's always like, hey, you got the shirt. Like the that was how we been, yeah. yeah. But everything got to put to a stop and I realized like, oh my God, like, right. is there another way to connect with people? Yeah. yeah, virtual world, everything already existed. But to me, that's when Web3 was like, oh, it's like actually like, it was like, 
there's so many different ways of actually connecting with people, and that's how I fell in love with the, you know, metaverse and all these different things, right? So, but, but you raised the point earlier, which is going through the through line, which is you're constantly thinking about like the distribution. Yeah. Like you're like, well, how do I reach that new form of the relationship? And then the medium presents yeah. itself versus saying, how do I get so attached to the medium that I lose the different vehicles of community? And you've had, I mean, you've been creating for a long time yeah. and you've really iterated and stayed so on top. You've worked with such amazing other artists and people in the space. How do you continue to sort of like allow yourself to stay inspired? Like, what is your creative process like? Personally, um, it's about staying curious. Like curious. Um, I think there's a type of artist who like to do the same thing over again and again and refine their craftsman. And to me, like challenge inspires me. So learning about new industry, how I can kind of connect different dots together, like just that, like this abstract, way of like you know like those puzzles like when you connect the dots yeah, yeah, yeah. when you zoom in it's hard to see what that is but yes, later on you, yeah. it's gonna make sense I think my life is gonna be that like I think later on and when I zoom out to see everything I connected I think it's gonna have one beautiful photo that's how I look at it and that's how I imagine that's always been kind of like you know I don't although we started as a jewelry and apparel and we still do those businesses I'm also interested in tech because you know it's so integrated into daily life and fashion where everybody's suffering with supply chain issues and everything so it, something to keep in mind as we progress and go into this how, how do we make sense of everything and um, yeah so simply put like you know it's good to be curious and be interested and learn from all industries something that we've been talking about a lot at Ledger is even though we all are in physical locations, we're in this sort of borderless world when we're on the internet. Yeah. But you actually have the ability as a designer and creator and artist to actually, you, you work with different regions, right? You launch yeah. something in different places so you can see. Do you actually think that it is trending that way when you're online, you're sort of in a borderless world? Or do you think the trends and culture of the region around you are still the prevalent form of how you identify? I think internet makes it easy to reach in terms of speed, yeah. but within the internet, as you know, there's always like different communities right. and different scenes, right? So internet is just kind of like, it's another platform to just tell your story, but within that space also, you need to decide, do you want to go mass or do you want to do niche? And kind of tell the story, or if you build something that makes for that community, then you stick to that. So every time you do something, doesn't mean it has to hit everybody. Just like music, not everyone's meant to be a pop star that can go, like... Very true. You know what I mean? So if you want to be a jazz musician that you want to just please to, like, people who are, like, obsessed on 20s jazz, great, do that. We need that, too. So don't always look at, like, other people's cases and think that's what you need to be doing. What's important for any artist, regardless of Web3 or not, is, like, you need to be very clear on your vision and what you want to do with your crafts and, and build it from there. Yeah. Ian and me have been talking about that a lot. It's like the scarcity of the individual is actually what's treasured now yeah, totally. versus giving yourself up to the masses, like partially because we live in our own sort of algorithm, but also because what we can create, no one else can. And so like actually bonding to that versus feeling like you have to give yourself up. So it's kind of this internet counterculture, even though it's still the vehicle, which I think will be fascinating. What I don't want to see in the future as the technologies develop is we all lose humanness, right? 
I think what's going to be technology is supposed to help us to you know be better, live better, or excel better. But I'm kind of afraid that the way everything is kind of driven with the algorithm and just being taught with the mask, because at the end, a lot of people are afraid of standing alone because we're just taught that way in a society to kind of start to blend in. And right. and I'm, you know, it's that's what I'm kind of like afraid of in down the road and maybe decades to come that we might not we might lose the hu humanness of things which is like sometimes imperfection and there's no such thing as imperfection to me i think um and it's okay to be imperfect too so yeah that's that's what i'm kind of afraid of and i think people should not lose that i think that's important and that goes to the use case that people are talking about now with ai but to your point it's like emotions don't change boundaries change so as technology changes the way that we work and operate, we have to stay grounded in these types of interactions and allow for that. But I just want to thank you for, for coming on today. I know how thank busy you. you are. And it's been a pleasure to have you in Paris. So, it's fun. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. It's great. Yeah. So thanks, everyone. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment, or tax advice. Do your own research, any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.